0: Merry Christmas. See you soon. RTHK, the news at one with Andrew Shurovsky. Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao says primary health care can bring a long term drop in public health care expenditure. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says Hong Kong can ride out its current economic difficulties. And Chief Executive John Lee says the central government has agreed to a gradual, full resumption of cross border travel with the mainland. Health Secretary Lo Chung Mao says primary health care is an investment and can bring a 30% drop in public health care expenditure over the over a few decades the government last week announced a blueprint for shifting the focus of the public health care system from treatment to the prevention of illness speaking on a television program the health chief said he expects 200,000 people to join the scheme in its first year as the government will pay half the cost mr low said a million people are currently taking medication for diabetes or hypertension but that another million have probably not been diagnosed A third of the patients already have complications, including strokes, heart disease or kidney failure, before they detect the illness. These require specialized medications. If we can diagnose chronic diseases quickly, there will be fewer people requiring such medications after 5 to 10 years. Financial Secretary Paul Chan says there will inevitably be ups and downs in the process of economic recovery in the wake of COVID-19, but expressed confidence that Hong Kong will be able to ride out the storm. In a blog post, Mr. Chan said he had met with around 100 secondary school students last week and collected their views for his upcoming budget, adding that he was deeply touched by some of their aspirations. The finance minister also vowed to do more to support the underprivileged and promote the SAR to the rest of the world. The Department of Justice has rejected comments in an article published in the Asia Business Law Journal concerning uncertainty over the SAR's legal environment. Here's Ben Che. The department did not identify the article in question in the bi-monthly journal, but did say that it contained unfair criticisms far from the truth. In a response to media inquiries, a spokesman for the department pointed out that the preservation of the common law system, including independent judiciary, is explicitly provided for in the basic law. He said President Xi Jinping has stressed in his address marking the 25th anniversary of Hong Kong's return to the motherland on July the 1st that one country, two systems must be adhered to in the long run. That included the common law legal system, the spokesman noted. The spokesman also said that international surveys had placed Hong Kong as one of the world's top five arbitration venues, with the number of cases handled here increasing. The chief executive, John Lee, says the central government has agreed to a gradual, full resumption of cross-border travel with the mainland. He's hoping the reopening can take place within weeks. Speaking after returning from his maiden duty visit to Beijing, Mr. Lee said the chief secretary would lead a task force to work with mainland authorities. Our goal is to finalize the plan as soon as possible and then seek approval from the central government and hopefully put it in place before mid-January. In the initial stage, people want to cross the border, visit their relatives, reunite with others. Do business, and even travel as soon as possible. So we must avoid any chaos and resume cross-boundary travel in a safe and orderly manner. That would include considering the daily number of travelers and the location of the border control points with Guangdong and Shenzhen authorities. Pope Francis has celebrated Christmas Eve Mass at the Vatican with a homily around the theme of greed and consumption. Addressing thousands of worshippers gathered at St. Peter's Basilica, the Pontiff said Catholics needed to rediscover the true meaning of Christmas and look beyond the culture of consumerism surrounding the holiday. Men and women in our world, in their hunger for wealth and power, consume even their neighbors even their brothers and sisters. How many wars and in how many places even today are human dignity and freedom treated with content? As always, the principal victims of this human greed are the weak and the vulnerable. And the weather, fine, cool, and dry today with a maximum temperature of around 20 degrees, moderate to fresh east-to-northeasterly winds occasionally strong offshore. The outlook mainly fine and dry in the next couple of days, cool in the morning and at night. And the temperature difference will be relatively large between day and night. It'll become cold in the latter part of the week. Temperature right now is 18 degrees Celsius, with the relative humidity standing at 48%. And the the red fire danger warning is in effect. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Rescuers are working to reach 18 people trapped underground after a cave-in at a gold mine in Xinjiang region. State media said a total of 40 people were working underground at the mine in Yining County, about 100 kilometers from China's border with Kazakhstan, at the time of the collapse yesterday. 22 miners were brought to the surface, but 18 remained trapped. Engineers are scrambling to restore power supply to hundreds of thousands of people amid a winter storm that has affected large parts of the United States and Canada. Electricity was reconnected to hundreds of thousands of homes yesterday, although the severe weather forced the cancellation of thousands of flights. Lobsterman Jack Stanton described how the state of Massachusetts had been affected. Surprisingly, the Arctic blast that sort of leaked out of the jet stream really came through the center of the country and was very, very cold. But here in the Northeast, we were sort of on the side of that. So the storm was actually more emblematic of like a hurricane or a tropical storm in terms of it coming from the south, there being a very, very large storm surge. And so it was really sort of the wind and the tide that really did an enormous amount of damage here. All trains between Canada's biggest cities, Toronto and Montreal, have been canceled. The United Nations in Afghanistan has condemned an order by the Taliban rulers to ban women from working for local and international aid agencies. The Islamist group has warned NGOs that their licenses will be canceled if they delayed implementation of the directive. Graham Smith from the International Crisis Group says Afghanistan is teetering on the brink of an actual famine. It is an incredibly heavy lift, persuading donors to send the billions of dollars necessary in the short term, send sufficient numbers of bags of food, but also then in the medium term, getting the World Bank back in action, getting the development actors back to provide electricity and water for irrigation. And just all of those things become difficult or, you know, frankly, impossible when these regressive policies come into place. The Taliban say female employees have not followed their interpretation of Islamic dress codes. A French man suspected of killing three people in a racially motivated attack at the Kurdish cultural center in Paris has been transferred to a psychiatric unit. Prosecutors said the 69-year-old white suspect had been removed from custody for health reasons. The shootings on Friday have sparked clashes between police and Kurdish demonstrators. And to sport, the English Premier League returns tomorrow night with Spurs taking on Brentford in the first game after the World Cup break. Antonio Conte's Spurs side have a number of players returning from the World Cup, including the England captain Harry Kane. Conte says he hasn't spoken to the striker about missing a penalty in the quarter-final defeat to France. We are strong. We are strong. And uh, we are strong people. Uh, Who play at this level has to be strong. In every situation, negative or positive situation, and try to, to, to try to, to address positive or negative events in the right way. Because you have to be strong, and Harry is a, a strong person. I was, I was a, a strong person when I was player, and uh, honestly, for me, it's better um, and uh, don't speak. And the storms we've been hearing about in the United States were felt on and off the field in the NFL's festive games. The Tennessee Titans postponed their home game against the Houston Texans for an hour, citing extreme weather and power outages. The Cleveland Browns relaxed stadium rules for their game against the New Orleans Saints, including allowing flasks, blankets and heated apparel. The home teams in both those games lost. Elsewhere, Buffalo clinched a third consecutive division title by beating Chicago 35-13, to 13, and the Baltimore Ravens clinched a playoff spot with the 17-9 to 9 win over Atlanta. The Sydney to Hobart yacht race, known as one of the most difficult in the world, gets underway tomorrow. Despite its reputation, it often has some unusual recruits. One crew member won her place in an office lucky dip. Tom Neen leads the British entry in his Yacht Sunrise. I haven't really recovered from winning the Fastnet yet, which is uh, the first major offshore race that we won with Sunrise. And I think that you take on these challenges um, with sort of intrepidation, um, but we're fully aware of what we're in for. And we're also aware that the, this particular race, the Sydney to Hobart race, can be absolutely terrifying, to be honest. And that's the news, sports, and weather from RTHK. RTHK, Radio 3. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by DJ. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. And a new experience.